All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. It's uh, me, Dan Grimshay. You know me. I'm always here helping you, guiding you, teaching you. Uh, also helping me along with that task is, of course, Marquis. Speak up, Marquis. Hey, hey, everybody. And uh, joining us uh, this time around, we've got our very good friend, Jimmy the Gent Lazinski. Hey, howdy, hey, listeners. How's everybody doing? Also joining us in spirit, uh, Johnny Heck. You'll hear him uh, on the interview we have coming up. And what an interview it is. We're talking Joe Namath. The Broadway Joe Namath. Yeah. He yeah. who nameth the nameth. <laughs> That's he who nameth the nameth. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we also have Marty Abrams. Marty uh, Abrams. Uh, the father of the modern action figure. That's true. That's right. Uh, they were at San Diego Comic-Con in 2017. Um, 2018, sorry. I'm taking it way, 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 way back. Uh, Yeah. yeah, They were uh, Comic-Con last year, and they were relaunching and celebrating the Mego line of action figures. That's right. Those are the classic, like, what, like... uh... The like nine inch or yeah what? eight I inch I, I think the, I think they were eight inch uh, but they six, were like yeah, back in the fifties sixties seventies sixties yeah yeah they were um and you know we would have to have a three hour show As a matter of fact uh, <laughs> Netflix did a whole series about toys and things like that and Marty Abrams is in it so if you guys want to learn a little bit more about the history of toys if you guys want to see what Marty Abrams looks like. Check out the Netflix show. Yeah, the, but, the toys um, that uh, made us. The, the toys that made called. us, yeah. Totally ripped us off. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Marty Abrams, I think, is featured in the one that covers Star Trek because one of their first licenses was the Star Trek license. Yeah. And, uh, famously, they turned down Star Wars even, you know, because Ugh. they were so busy doing all this other stuff. Uh, but again, that's a whole other story. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about... Joe Namath, we actually had a chance to talk with him. That's right. Um, well, it's Super Bowl weekend. But it's Super Bowl weekend. Oh, my God. It's Super Bowl weekend. Uh, and this is a rare opportunity that we have to talk about Super Bowl in a very loose way. Yeah. Um, because we got to sit with uh, Super Bowl three MVP, um, Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Namath. Yep. Um, it was Who was a- more than just a player, though. I mean, this guy was pop culture. Pop culture, then. yeah. I mean, he he was in television and movies and um, you know f- you know fashion everything. And th- th- this guy this guy was uh, he was 
uh, in the center of this pop culture tornado. Um, it kind of all revolved around Joe Namath for a little while there. Yeah. And so that's why we're putting this interview out because I know you were so excited. Yeah. You and Johnny actually got to sit down and talk with him face to face. I know he was, I mean, he is big shit in a lot of ways. <laughs> He's the biggest shit. So in yeah, a lot of ways. <laughs> this was, this was the crown jewel that we were saving. Uh, and now that Super Bowl's here upon us, we're, we're delivering it unto you, the listening public. And I say, yeah, I, I just I before you turn on that magic interview machine, oh, I just uh-huh. I just want to say this really, really, really quick. Uh, I want you to know that the quality of this interview that you're about to hear is somewhat affected by the fact that I was wickedly hungover, <laughs> uh, and and I think you know Joe Joe uh, might be proud of how uh, hungover I was and how much I held it together, but I was equally just nervous. Uh, as I was hung over, uh, this was on a Friday comic con. We had an industry party the night before and it was, uh, I think, I think we had to be there at 8am. Um, we did this interview in the, like in a, in a, in one of the lobbies at the Hilton Bayfront. Um, you're going to hear a little bit of background noise. Uh, you're going to hear the nervousness in my voice. I am talking to hall of fame quarterback, Broadway, Joe, Namath and Marty Abrams, the father of the modern action figure. Yep. Well, well, there you go. Now that we got all the excuses out of the way, <laughs> thank you. Listen to the Majesty Magic Interview Machine. Take us back to that uh, couchside interview in a Hilton Bayfront lobby. Meanwhile, oh, it's, a, it's an honor to meet you too, sir. Yes, this is. Hi. This is uh, Johnny Hack here. Yeah. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. We're with Homeland Magazine. We're a different crew, and this is Brian Webb. Hey, Brian. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, please have seats. Yeah, if you guys don't mind having a seat there. Um, well, do you know Marty's history? A little bit. He's, yeah. He's the man here. You I know. know. He's, um, he's, uh, well, why don't we start with Marty then? All of these actors. Yeah. He's the first. Yeah. I defer. Well, you know, like, there's... Um, I'm, I'm I'm almost 42 years old. So my my older brother had all the Migos, super you know Superman, Batman, those those figures. You you just out of the wheelhouse. I was just a little bit too young. Just a li- well, I used to try to play with his Migo figures. Okay. He used to beat you up. <laughs> and you know we would like their their like legs would like break and 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 we would like take some tape and tape up the knee again and things like that. we had them all rigged all fixed up mom would have to stitch the capes back on or you know we used, was, to, take, we used to take firecrackers and blow them up we used to take firecrackers <laughs> and blow them up too yep that's exactly right so um Recently, Why would you do that? <laughs> it was fun. Just to see. Just I mean, yeah. see. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, recently, they were they were they were reissued recently, and I had the opportunity to go back and buy some of those toys that my brother wouldn't let me play with. And I went and I got all the ones that I wanted again. So you guys are here to relaunch Mego action figures, right? Why the big move now? What is triggering this relaunch? Why is Joe Namath here with us? You know, why now? Are we recording? Yeah, yeah, it's on. Well, why now? Because there is no time like the present. Yeah. Over the past 
35 odd years since Mego went out of business, people have come to me continuously to reissue under our concept of what the action figure market was like to bring it all back. I knew that they wanted to do it in the collector's market. We sell 2,000 pieces of this, 4,000 pieces of that. Doing that, you don't get quantity of scale. I'm not getting quantity of scale as I'm taking product that should be $14.95, $15.95, $16.95, and I'm making it $49.95. People would buy it, but a very small group. It doesn't give the masses the opportunity to get back into that environment. It was a unique, a unique time because we, we did everything. We started with Batman, to Superman, to, to Spider-Man, which now is Marvel, a different branding. All the Marvel groups included Iron Man and the Hulk. We then we moved into Star Trek. We moved into Planet of the Apes. Uh, we moved into Fonzie. Dukes of, we just did everything. The reason we could do it, all the bodies were the same. Yeah. <laughs> you did, all we had to do was change heads. And by just changing heads and changing the costumes, you could be in a new product with a limited amount of investment literally in 60 days. And so when Target came to us and said, hey, we want to do this, I said to and them, and they laid out the type of the products they, they wanted us to do. I said, great. But I want to do one thing first. Because all those characters I just named, every single one of them came after him. Mm. He was the first. He will always be the first. You were, really? He was before Batman. <laughs> he was before Spider-Man. You're the superhero. He is the true American superhero. You know, we're both about the same age. I'm a little bit older. Uh, and we've taken 50 years circuitous route to get here. Both of us have been beat up pretty much. But at the end of the day, we're still, we're still alive and kicking, yeah, man. Right. <laughs> well, that's just amazing. And I'm, I'm glad that you that you brought Joe into this because I don't think that still there's not been a athlete that has crossed over into the pop culture like you have. I still think that you are number one probably. <laughs> now, do you see anybody, do you see a contemporary today that could match your level of pop culture, of popularity? If I did, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> Boy, was I hoping for that. <laughs> well, who else has a, a real action figure? You know, I mean, yes, they make the little, the little, the little like those like little statues. And right, stuff. the McFarlane. The little uh, McFarlane, things like Funko that. Funko Pops. Nobody and, yeah. has an action figure. I was watching, uh, it was one of those um, free TV channels. You were on a Lucille Ball episode. <laughs> and it just blew my mind. About that whole crossover, you know, what made you think that you could act next to Lucille Ball? What made you getting the opportunity? First of all, was uh, a blessing. You know, it wasn't my idea to go in the directions that I've gone into initially or had gone into. Mentors, the people that I I was working with, and uh, having the opportunity to spread out. Being a Gemini, for one thing, I always go back to that, whether it's good or bad. I, 
I blame it on being a Gemini, and some of my friends, Joe, you've got to stop using that as an excuse, you know? But I have different sides. I like to be versatile, and I was curious, and I always had a love and appreciation for entertainment, for music, for acting, for people. I mean, I can remember my first theater production that I went to see. It was just wonderful, and I, wow, man, I'd love to be able to do that. So I started studying. I started working with people, and it evolved to where I had many wonderful experiences uh, over the years, and uh, so many visits with various television shows as well as motion pictures. And to this day, I cherish all of that. And uh, this man was a big part of it uh, with the first action figure because my folks back home and all that wanted that Joe with action figure. And I looked at it and said, wow, you know, it's a weird feeling to start with. Uh, kind of honored, but uh, you're looking at a guy that used to play with the toys, too. <laughs> we didn't have that kind of a toy. You know, they were much smaller and all, but uh, just very fortunate to have experienced all these things. Yeah, Joe, what was your initial reaction when you get presented with this opportunity to be an action figure? Did you jump right on, or are you like, hold on, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a football player, I'm not an action figure, or was it just an easy transition, yes, I love it, I want to ship it to all my friends and family. Um, what was the initial thought? Uh, when you heard Marty talking about it, I was convinced sold. I mean, this is a wonderful thing to do. And with the attire, the various outfits, too, going along with it, you know, that this was uh, part of uh, how I felt. I felt great about it. I never thought of it. He did. And his, his explanation and what we were trying to do uh, flattered me. And hey, yeah, let's go for it. Did you both think you were sitting on a, a trailblazing kind of idea? You were starting this whole action figure craze. I mean, this really was the start of it all. I mean, if you go down to the, uh, to the uh, convention hall floor, there's thousands, tens of thousands of action figures down there now. Did you know you were sitting on something big back then? I think Marty did. I, I would like to say that I knew that I had this vision that one day I'd be seen here 50 years later figuring it all out. What I did know was that the world was into branding. I came out of school as a brand specialist. Um, and the first brand I hooked onto was him. He's, 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 he's a superhero. He's a superhero, he's a superman, and he's a super brand. And so, and, and who else is 50 years later you would even want to talk to about this issue <laughs> forget about talking to who's even alive right. it's, you know, between the two of us we got 150 years of this route that we made so uh, it was something that instinctively I knew about him it, it, just, it was instinctive I knew that it was something that was going to happen and it was going to continue uh, and then when we had the opportunity with Target that just, we just doubled down. We said, let's go out and go full bore. And they've been incredibly, incredibly cooperative and work, work is a great part of to make this all happen. Um, can we talk about your, your superness for a second? Um, 
we've all heard of this legend of when you predicted that you were going to beat the Colts. And I've heard kind of different versions of this story. And I have a picture in my head of kind of what happened. But I would really love to hear, can you tell that story just... Can you tell it just one more time of when you actually thought that you, when you had the goal to think that you could beat the NFL? Well, you know what? Uh, it wasn't like the first time in my life that uh, someone was saying you can't do that. You know, excuse me. You argue, for Richard Bach, argue for your limitations and they're yours, you know. Uh, uh, he wrote Jonathan Livingston Seagull, and uh, one of my favorite was Illusions, the Adventure of a Reluctant Ma Messiah. You know, don't put limitate, don't tell me I can't do something. Uh, may, I got that from home, I guess, and, or from some mentors, whether it was in the sports area, sports arena. But uh, the Gemini side of me uh, never accepted uh, or declined a challenge, so to speak. And when it came to that particular professional football championship, man, uh, having been told for like 10 days we were going to get whipped, uh, you know, come on. I've got, I got like tired of hearing that. And I uh, was at a dinner where uh, they were honoring the AFL player of the year and the NFL player of the year, and I got up to the podium and Again, uh, boy, we're going to get you a couple of people. I said, wait a minute. I've been hearing this for 10 days now. And I got news for you, man. We're going to win the game. I guarantee you. <laughs> oh. That's, yeah, we're going to win the game. And, and, you, I, and you said, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I didn't uh, give it much thought on how my head football coach with the Jets would take that. <laughs> A Thursday night uh, before the game on Sunday. Uh, of course, uh, you know, the Baltimore Colts were the best team that ever played uh, statistically and performance-wise going into that game. And uh, he just felt like I had given them ammunition to get fired up, you know. And he was right, but I blamed it on him to start with. I, I said, Coach, look, you're the reason I feel this way, man. You told us we're going to win. Hey, I'm, I'm listening to you. It's all your fault. And uh, he said, no, okay. A lot of underdogs out there in the world. A lot of underdogs out there in this country. We were the big underdog. And I really believe to this day our underdog team made so many other people feel good. Yeah, we can do that. We can do this. Don't cop an attitude when somebody tells you, you can't do that. Hey. Have some respect. You yeah. know, well, you got to earn the respect. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't understand that part, and then we're learning. They're learning. you got to earn respect, and we earned respect for the American Football League in that championship game. That's just so amazing. I mean, so now that we have Broadway Joe once again capturing the action figure form um, from Nego, new kids rediscovering Joe Namath and the legend and the legacy. They put that on the wall. What, what are some of the takeaways when 
they get this action figure and they put it on their shelf. What are some of the takeaways you hope um, some of the younger generation has? I want them to look at every action figure, mine included, and if they want to be like that someday, do it. Think you can. Believe you can. You got to own up to all the other things to keep growing, but you can do whatever you dream of, buddy. If you don't dream about it, you never make it happen. I think that's. Yeah. I think we, we we need to end the interview on that note. Yeah. That's amazing. Hell of a note. Yeah, it's a hell of a note, and, and these guys want to go. Joe, it has been just such an honor. I mean, oh, this is, you're the Thanks. first Hall of Fame man I've ever. <laughs> okay, so right over. What about? Uh, oh, look at this. Quite what about? This is going to be awesome. That's, look, please take a picture. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I never do this. I never. <laughs> this is 50 years old now, but it's in good uh, shape because. Only wear it on special occasions. <laughs> wow! And this is definitely a special occasion. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. You got it. I just want to put it on. Really. <laughs> wow, your fingers are huge. Hey, I'm, I'm the one of the smaller guys. <laughs> right? Just that's wonderful. Thank you for everything, and congratulations on an awesome career and, and, and just an awesome yeah, life. Right. Well, right. very, very well lived, sir. Thank you so much. This right. is awesome. Yes, thank you so much. Here we just we have another uh, journalist coming. Good so meet you, guys. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Mabe, can I get a photo for our website? Really? Go, yeah. Mark, do you mind? <laughs> so much for taking the time to have. Would you mind taking a picture of us? Oh, man, God, I wish you guys luck, boy. Keep working well, hard. Oh, yeah. I'm Joe Namath, and this is the new Double Mac by Hamilton Beach. It makes two burgers in 60 seconds and flips its grid to make great sandwiches, too. The lid is also a terrific mini grill. Makes bacon and eggs, pork chops, pancakes, hot dogs, minute steaks, fried potatoes, just about anything you want to cook, you can cook double quick with the new Double Mac. The best thing from Hamilton Beach since... The Little Mac and the Butter Up Popper. Only from the Hamilton Beach Scoville World of Appliances. Jackson Jackson is my name. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a long form commercial for right. Amigo. Uh, yeah, uh, that really watching that really brings back a lot of memories. I had all those stuff uh, right out of the gate when I, I, I had to be about five years old when that stuff came out. But yeah, I had I had all of that.
Yeah. That was. Did you have all those figures? Did you have the snow speeder? Did you have the Jeep? Yes. Yeah. Uh, my grandmother worked at Sears at the time, so oh, no way. so I don't know if she got some kind of discount, but we got That's a we got everything. So it was a big you know Christmas time when that Sears catalog came out. We just circled what we wanted and. Uh, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Pretty fortunate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Better off, better off than I was. Uh, yeah. Stupid, I mean, stupid teacher parents. I was. <laughs> can't uh, bring you nothing home. Uh, my whole Mego uh, experience was playing with my brother's hand-me-downs, really. I mean, and I, I used to like, uh, which you guys heard in this awesome interview that I just did. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's right. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I used to literally, like, my brother had them, and then, you know, when he wasn't looking, I would play with them you know and mm-hmm. then yeah i mean I, you know he would let me be a lesser hero like batman or something and he and he, and he would keep Ooh, superman or, i'm just Ooh, kidding you know, what a time. Time. Uh, but no 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 i'm just kidding Constant. no no um, <laughs> that's below uh, the utility <laughs> <laughs> uh but no like uh, uh migo action figures uh, this is a huge deal and uh talking yeah. to joe uh, Namath which, which were gone it was shuttered back in the early 80s I guess so, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. That's what they tell me. Uh, <laughs> I, I really can speak to more about the beginning. Uh, so uh, that you and Johnny Heck spoke to uh, Broadway Joe and Marty Abrams is the uh, the father of the modern action figure, right? Yeah, so right. everything comes from him. And the very first one he made, as they mentioned, was uh, Joe Namath. And I think it leads to uh, Joe Namath was not only a football guy, but he could also have a bunch of clothes for him to wear off of the football field. So early Mego strategy was to sell not only the dolls, uh, sorry, action figures, action figures, but uh, clothes and uh, sets, as you heard in that commercial, uh, to go along with it. And uh, he was an easy fit, I think. He was even before Action Jackson and Batman and later on the superheroes. Yeah, well, you know, and um, going going back to my like uh, my history of like watching football and loving football, I started loving like as soon as early as I can remember. I remember Spider Man and his amazing friends. And I remember watching the Washington Redskins play football. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're, they're, they happen at the same time in my head. So I was a little kid. And, you know, my heroes were Spider-Man and my favorite Washington Redskins players. Mm-hmm. You know, like I remember John Riggins. And I remember like my, one of my favorite players ever still to this day is Joe Theismann. And on a Monday Night Football game, when I was probably six or seven, maybe, he is on the receiving end of one of the most horrific injuries ever in Monday Night Football. You know, have you guys seen the movie The uh, Blind Side? You guys remember no. that? It's uh, well, it's the uh, Sandra Sandra Bullock won an Oscar for it, I believe. Um, that movie is called The Blind Side because it's the blind side of. Joe Theismann that gets obliterated and he gets hit from behind and his leg just completely shatters. And I saw that when I was a kid and I'm a and on Monday night football back then, they were really excited about instant replay and they were showing you this angle and this angle and this angle. My hero was down. That's how I felt yeah. when that happened. You know, that, that's, that was, you know, it was a real kind of internal feeling. You know, my hero was down. And I can see how a sports figure can be the inspiration and, 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 and can be a superhero to kids. And that's what happens when you have a kid in the 60s 
growing up, and I think he's from New New Jersey, right, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Marty? Mm-hmm. When you have a kid growing up in that area, Joe Namath is his hero. Uh. And his dad owns a big toy company. Uh, what ideas you got, son? I want to do a superhero. Well, who's uh, who's your superhero? Joe Namath. That doesn't make any sense, but it does if you really think about it. It does. <laughs> since yeah. since the uh, grown adult owner of a toy factory is asking his child son for inspiration, <laughs> anything goes. I, well, yeah, that not that kind of what happened here, right? Right, and, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm taking your word for it. But yeah. Yeah, and you know the, the actual first action figure and... If you guys go on martypradio.com, I actually I posted about this back in our in our in our Comic-Con coverage. But yeah, I actually have a picture of the first Joe Namath figure and it's him in like the jets, you know, with the helmet and and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's just as well known as a sports figure as he is a pop culture figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of his pop culture appeal was his fashion. You know, he's known for this like mink coat and um the, the what do you call those white those white shoes, the Moon boots, moon or boots, field boots, or something. <laughs> yeah. Like he would wear like the 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 double uh, breasted suits and the like. Uh, he had the, the awesome hair with the, the sideburns and mm-hmm. um, mink coats and and just the the ascots and you know this guy was sixties fashion. Uh, he would you know he is the he, he's what every every guy wanted to be. Yeah. yeah, and he mm-hmm. was he was mm-hmm. definitely in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. He was hanging out with Frank Sinatra and Andy Warhol, I bet. And, uh, Truman Capote. Know, anybody in the 60s in New York, which was a cultural, you know, uh, uh, bastion. Yeah. Uh, he was there. He was in the middle of it. He was on TV. He was, you know, he's playing himself on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, um, yeah, he, he played himself like on the... The A-Team, on Love Boat, like pretty much any 60s, 70s, 80s era show. And he's he's kind of on it, you know. Uh, he's he's such a immediately recognized figure that, you know, uh, when he's not in training camp, he he would go to Hollywood <laughs> and he would be on some show. He, he even starred in his own uh, film with Anne Margaret of all people. Yep. Yep. Which, yeah. which is Elvis territory there. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, he was, uh, he was friends with Elvis. He was friends with Frank Sinatra. He was, um, he was friends with all of these guys. Yeah. And what um, was the name of that movie? CC and company. Maybe I think you're right. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. I think it was a, it was a biker movie. I think he was a biker. Mm-hmm. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Hey, 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 Joe, what do you what do you want to play in this one? I don't know, maybe like a biker. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter as long as Anne Margaret's <laughs> wrapped around me. Right. right. Yeah, that's you know, um, and you know, uh, if uh, I highly recommend that all of you guys here, whoever can hear my voice, uh, go on the YouTube, look for the Joe Namath roast. You know, and it's Don Rickles, and obviously this is a Dean Martin roast, so it's Dean Martin and, back in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all those guys. Uh, Muhammad Ali, I believe, is there. Um, like, it's really, really good. Like, it's really funny, and like a lot of the jokes are still, like, they actually, they absolutely hold up, you know. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I wanted to point out to both of you guys and to Saturday Morning Serial listeners, sitting right next to Joe Namath, right on his left, is a beautiful actress named Lee Merriweather. Oh yeah, I know her. Uh, of I know that broad. Do. Yeah, yeah. friend met, of the I've, show, Lee Merriweather. Yeah. So, I've met her a couple times. Ladies. So uh, yeah, she's actually Catwoman. She, she's the she's Catwoman in the 1966 
the Batman movie? Correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just, uh, uh, it was an amazing opportunity to talk with this pop culture legend. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to have it all be about action figures. What, what, how serendipitous for us here on the show. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's absolutely correct, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, there, there is there is something um, uh, about kind of the, like, unpacking of this. Uh, you know, when you're at Comic-Con and you have this kind of, you know, what kind of, of a response is Joe Namath going to get at this place? You know, because, you know, there's obviously these stereotypes of what a jock is, what a football guy is going to like and what a comic book guy is going to like. I'll tell you what, guys, he was popular. I mean, he was very... Well, you brought along to show us, I think it's a 12-inch figure that you got, or what? do you know what the size of that guy is? Yeah, it's a... uh, Correct me if any of this is wrong, but they were exclusive for the Comic-Con, and Joe Namath was there signing them? Well, yeah, actually, Comic-Con was like the return of Mego, right? That was... That was why you were talking to Marty. They were announcing the relaunch at Target. And yeah, all the, uh... yeah. Um, and, you know, and I, I was actually a little, a little confused because I, I just recently bought a whole collection of the reissue of the Batman 1966. What I thought was the Mego figures, but it turns out those were figures toy company. Mm-hmm. So I'm not mm-hmm. even about to tiptoe around what all the licenses and what that means. I thought they were the same thing. I'm a little confused. But yeah, it, I know. think it's a it's a similar company that uh, well not similar to Mego they just they make a lot of toys in that scale yeah and they happen to get the one of the licenses they recently got was the sixty six the Batman sixty six license and they really expanded on the on all the characters that you can get you can, Alfred uh, Commissioner Gordon Beach mm-hmm. Commissioner Gordon uh, yeah know, Aunt Harriet just anybody you can think of they really went they really stretched it out and it, and what it goes to what Marty was talking about, you know, you can take put any any different head on the body and make a different character, and you can really make it expand the line quite a bit. Yeah, and I that's think what that they that's, did with that sixty six line. I mean, that's how uh, He Man. They all kind of look the same, mm-hmm. you, know? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, but uh, I actually did get a chance to go to the actual panel, um, and one of the uh, anecdotes that he actually was like talking about. Now, this is from memory. I did not record this, but I remember him talking about. If, for all of you out there that had Mego figures. One of the problems was is that you would lose a boot, you would lose a glove, mm-hmm. or Superman or Batman's um, logo on their chest would fall off. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there was just all these, you know, or they their like knees would break. These are all various problems. Same as real children. <laughs> Absolutely, lose a boot, break a knee. And, uh, you know, I went through all of that and, you know, like we used to actually like when like the logo would fall off the chest, I still have my Superman Mego. Well, it was my brother's Mego, but I, it's mine now. I'm the, I'm the curator of such Mego. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, we actually had to write like with a marker, with a pin, the S on the chest Mm -hmm. because the little Mm -hmm. sticker had fallen out. You know, all of you guys have had this, but do you guys remember the little, like the oven mitt gloves that they would all have? Right. Well, as it turns out, uh, Marty Abrams, I think it's his younger brother, uh, or it doesn't matter. It's it's his older or younger brother, his brother. His brother. Um, they would, apparently, uh, when they were deciding to, like, make these figures, they had this problem with the gloves. And, you know, gloves are really hard to, like, manufacture. Little tiny gloves, little tiny mm-hmm. figure, you know, fingers yeah. and stuff like that. And so what they ended up doing is that his, his brother, I believe, and if I'm remembering this correctly... Uh, 
Tweet me at yeah. Stay Classy SDCC if I'm misremembering this. <laughs> Please uh, don't sue us. Abrams Estate. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. But if I remember correctly, it's his brother who takes their mother's shower curtain. Because if you guys remember, these gloves are made out of like a like a like a vinyl vinyl right? of admit yeah kind of situation. And he cut them up and he stitched it, and they fit onto the figure's hands. So. Every Mego, uh, you know, Batman, Robin, The Flash, whoever had gloves on in the comic books, they have these like oven mitt looking things that's, you know, matching to the color of the boots uh, yeah. in mm-hmm. most cases. Uh, I just thought that was amazing, you know. Uh, was and those a- were usually uh, the first to go. And also, uh, again, speaking from experience, it was weird that Iron Man just had colored hands. He had red hands instead of he came with those oven mitt gloves. Oh, okay. So he just, <laughs> they just so colored his hands. Sometimes I guess, I, you know, after a while, of, I don't know if they listened to customer complaints or anything, customer feedback, but eventually some, some figures would come with the hands just colored that, uh, whatever yeah. gloves they were supposed to be. Yeah. Well, the third Abrams brother walked in and said, what are you doing to Ma's shower curtain? <laughs> just paint it. The floor's soaking wet. <laughs> well, and I uh, I think it actually turned into like a little side business for them, you know, because then they could like sell like uh, gloves to like replace the gloves you lost, you know. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, there was a little like a little revenue source. It's just these like, yeah. these days there's uh, Marty's mitts. There's quite there's <laughs> Marty's mitts. <laughs> there's quite an online market for the repro of yeah. just about any like you can get any body part or any any boot yeah. or glove or anything like that. But I think uh, real fans want the original ones. Those the original are, those are, those Marty's are kind of Marty's micro mitts. Right. How about that one? That's a good name. <laughs> uh, but you guys, uh, you know, let's not gloss over the fact that we just talked to Joe Namath. You know, I mean, this is that was a pretty is, good interview. This well, is, I did. You. You, you and Johnny got to. I didn't. Well, uh, we as a, a collective we, the, the, the royal we, the actual. Yes. Yeah, the, the royal actual, we spoke to. Yes, we <laughs> talked to Joe Namath. And, uh, you know, this is a guy who um, transcended and, every single expectation that was ever hoisted upon him. A transcendental trendsetter. Absolutely. At, at the end of that interview, it sounded like he was talking about his ring. Was there something? That, oh, yeah. I didn't even talk about that yet. Yeah, I actually was. I actually had the chance to wear uh, the actual Super Bowl three Super Bowl ring. He actually now, gave it to me to wear. I'm not huge into sports or sportings, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's that's it, that's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, that's, that I'm sounds actually, like a high score sporto. Yeah, that's I'm that's gonna bucket, actually, that's got to be bucket list uh, kind of uh, situation. You guys have very rarely seen pictures of me anywhere having to do with this show. Uh, but I'm actually, I am going to post, uh, the, the picture of me holding the ring. You're going to see the jubilation on my ugly face, uh, as I'm holding this thing. It is, it is very heavy and the finger hole is very large. Um, I'm a, it's because this guy, <laughs> that's, that's uh, going to be on your tombstone. Buddy. The, fin- <laughs> the finger hole is large, it's very heavy. Uh, <laughs> finger hole is large. Yeah. That's the story of my life pretty much. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it personifies the whole day really. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, you know, that's why he gave it to you just to let you know, just, to, yeah, just to put me <laughs> yeah. in my place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so, uh, Joe Namath, uh, he's the number one recruit. Coming out of college uh, for the most the storied football fran- uh, um, uh, uh, program in football history for the most storied coach, Bear Bryant. This is the one that Forrest Gump played for in the yeah. Forrest Gump movie. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, So he plays in Alabama, wins a national championship, only plays there for two years, ends up coming out early. 
Um, he ends up having to go back like in 2007 to get his degree from Alabama. So he actually ends up going back much, much later to get his degree, which is cool. Um, it's, it's worth pointing out. Well, I told him um, we weren't going to talk to him. Unless he, <laughs> yeah, uh, we need to, we need to see yeah. your, 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 your credentials. Um, but yeah, he ends up getting drafted by the AFL Jets and the NFL Cardinals. And they might've been Chicago or they might've been St. Louis. I'm not really quite sure. Um, is it, it wasn't one league then. It was two. It was two competing. separate leagues back then. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl three. There's one, two, three. Right now we're on 53, I think. Yeah. Um, so 53 years ago, there was two separate leagues. The first Super Bowl is the first game between both leagues. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this was a big merger. Mm-hmm. And so, and I believe Super Bowl three was Namath's fourth year. So he is basically in the, in the modern era of football. Uh, and he gets drafted by both. They both, uh, both the leagues pursue him and he ends up getting an offer from the NFL. They both have their draft on the same day cause they're both competing for the same products. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it ends up becoming like this bidding war. Joe Namath arrogant schmug goes in there and he's like, I want $200,000 and I want a Lincoln Continental. And they're like, oh hell no! And he goes, all right, then I'm. I guess I'm. <laughs> guess I'm playing for the AFL. And they go, okay, no problem, but we need you to sign before the Orange Bowl. And he says, no, because if you sign for the Orange Bowl, you won't be able to play in the Orange Bowl. Oh yeah, like yeah. if you join the NFL, yeah, you're no longer right because you, you're NCAA. no longer an amateur. Yeah. yeah, you're you're violating all kinds of rules, even though he's you know a lot of these players are paid. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up saying no for now, and he ends up talking to New York. And, and uh, the owner of the New York Jets knew what they had. They knew about this amazing athlete who was going to revolutionize the game, but also they can see the charisma. They can see the potential in, in the brand that will become Joe Namath. And they end up giving him, which, is a re- which was a record at the time, a $427,000 two-year contract. Now, doesn't sound like a lot now. If you look at the quarterback contracts of today, where yeah. you know it's uh, uh, there's a hundred million dollar contract floating around right now. Um, and uh, but at the time, the best players in the NFL even were making maybe twenty thousand dollars a year. Ooh. So you know you're talking five times the amount of a normal player. Are you talking? 20 times the amount that that, that i is my math wrong what is what Um, is that in today's money um i actually do have that figure uh two hundred four hundred and twenty seven thousand dollars is three million four hundred and fifty eight thousand seven hundred ninety six dollars and forty two cents in 2018 money so even with inflation it's still way low market rate yeah Yeah, if Mm -hmm. if if you could get a starting nfl quarterback for three and a half million dollars He's a third stringer. You don't want him. Yeah, (laughs) he's horrible. (laughs) So this was, I mean, at the time it blew away, you know, all other contracts. But it's nothing compared to what a quarterback is worth. And the Jets saw this. And when he comes to New York, um, it is said that he's the greatest thing to happen to New York since Babe Ruth. That's the void that he filled in that market. Uh, and you know, he ends up being in, uh, like what I mentioned in the, um, uh, um, what I mentioned to, to him, I saw him just a few months before I talked to him, 
like on the like on the the Me TV show channel yeah. or whatever. He was on the uh, Lucy show, which was mm-hmm. the one after the Lucille Ball show. But here's you know, Lucy. The here, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I mean, I saw him on there. Um, I saw him on. I mean, he's been in the A Team, in Love Boat, and. Um, you know, pretty much any <laughs> Brady Bunch is a famous uh, cameo. Famous, Brady Bunch. famous cameo. The guy, Brady yeah, Bunch. the guy, uh, you know, making that kind of deal uh, definitely shined like a spotlight on him, and then he thrived in that spotlight. And he was he did everything but like make music. Yeah, and you know, he He's actually out now he would have a couple singles. Well, and it's mm-hmm. funny because like um, you know, there was a lot of those variety shows in the '60s. There was the uh, Flip Wilson. He did Flip Wilson. He did uh, the Laugh-In. He did the Dean Martin show. Uh, Sonny and Cher. Um, I was actually watching some of his... Um, uh, uh, I was watching a, a Sonny and Cher. Um, the guy could actually hold a tune, you know? Uh, he could actually hit a punchline. He had good timing. He had a fantastic charisma, you know? But he was actually really good. Uh, he ends up actually becoming a Broadway star by be by acting in a Broadway play or several of them as they would come out. As we mentioned earlier, he starred in his own movies, including with yeah. Anne, with Anne Margaret. Yeah. Um, endorsements, it's just crazy. I mean, yeah. he, he just he took over pop culture back then, and we're here discussing him on Super Bowl weekend. Because we celebrate the things that are pop culture. Yeah, and I, yeah. and it was well worth celebrating. Broadway Joe Namath, I think. Yeah. Uh, the the first action figure. The I mean, f- who knew that he was that too? I know. Everyone <laughs> keeps yeah. talking about him like he's a football player. I know, and you know that's it's funny because he will always be known as you know th- this was again after that merger of of both of the leagues the AFL wasn't taken seriously. They were like 18-point underdogs playing the Colts. They had no business beating this team. 18-point underdogs. That's a big point spread. And he guarantees that they're going to win. Guarantees it. How dare this guy, this flamboyant, arrogant. That is, yeah, if, if, if that's not the way it usually worked back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I feel like you, you get a lot more showmanship now, but he kind of lit the way yeah yeah i think back then there were when he was young and up and coming there were comparisons like bart Starr never would have done that yeah he wouldn't Mm -hmm. have yeah (laughs) yeah exactly this was the sign of things to come and you know namath was um because uh you know he's he's just as well known for his uh, for his football prowess you know he's considered the the like first pure passer you know back when they were just grinding it out and running and playing defense he was the guy that threw it downfield, you know. He was the first guy to have 4,000 yards in a season. It would take almost 20 years before Dan Fouts would do it again, right? uh... So, but, you know, so, like, you know, this was, uh, he changed that, uh, he changed that part of the the game. Um, But he was also just as well known for his, uh, for his injuries. And as a matter of fact, it was an injury that kept him out of serving in Vietnam even, it was his knee he injury that did this. Breaks. He got all the breaks, you know. But uh, he was—he seemed to always be on the right side of the civil rights movement, on the Vietnam uh, movement. He would—he—he he could support the troops and be against the war at the same time. Um, he could be uh, your—you know—I I had the chance to actually sit with him. You, this is a guy that you can sit with and have a beer with. 
yet he's Broadway Joe Namath at the same time. Yep. He could sell Mr. Coffee. He could wear, he literally did a commercial where he wore pantyhose. Mm -hmm. You guys need to watch this. I would love to play it for you, but you have to watch yeah, it. That's famous it's this, one. Yeah, he's, it's like these, you just see these really sexy legs and it's like, these pantyhose are so smooth and it just kind of rides up his legs and it's like, anybody can make, you know, it can make anybody's legs look good. And it's Joe Namath wearing pantyhose. It's mm. amazing. So, you know, he can be all these things and fill all of these roles. Um, I think he's the first pop icon. I don't know. I just think well, that. I don't know about first, but he definitely was the the pop he's, icon. He's one of them. He's on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got that. You put that. Uh, put them all in a diner. There's Marilyn Monroe. There's yeah. You want Joe <laughs> Namath? Know, yeah, then, I yeah. want I want Joe Namath and James uh -huh. Dean and, and Elvis, and I, I want Joe Namath right up there with him. The uh, the world's first action figure. Yeah, right. definitely a piece of uh, of of pop culture. Uh, history, uh, the tablet, the fabric, the tableau, the tapestry, and the, oh god, that's that's enough of this. Thanks, everybody. This commercial will prove to the women of America that beauty Miss Pantyhose can make any legs look like a million dollars. Now I don't wear pantyhose, but if beauty Miss can make my legs look good. Imagine what they'll do for yours. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, everything looks better through Beauty Mist. Especially your legs. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this.